The Defense Department is seeking an array of air, land, and sea-based autonomous systems to keep pace with adversaries. So how long will it take to develop this new AI fleet? I'm Veronica Dudo. Let's find out. This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City. The Pentagon intends to field a vast network of AI power technology, drones, and autonomous systems within the next two years to counter threats from China and other adversaries. For more, let's bring in Oz Sultan, the chief strategist with the Sultan Interactive Group. Oz, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for having me. The Deputy Secretary of Defense said the department plans to spend hundreds of millions of dollars to produce this fleet, adding that they will be small, smart, and cheap. How big of a deal is this? This is pretty big. This is a uh, complete change in, you know, long-term military strategy. Uh, in addition to which, you know, the Air Force has this Skyboard program that they launched a couple of weeks ago and, and finally got a trial out of. So, you know, they made it very clear that they want to move towards, you know, kind of controlled and managed, but artificial intelligence-driven aerial response systems. They're also looking at sea response systems, which are drones that would be either underwater or on top of water, land-based systems. Um, and, you know, we've seen some deployment with uh, Boston Robotics type uh, dog drones that, you know, in, in certain cases are armed. So over the course of the next decade, I think what we're going to see is that the battlefield will change. Uh, the nature of surveillance will change. And the use of these drones with a lot of uh, artificial intelligence like the Skyborg program is, is going to proliferate. Will the U.S. be able to keep pace with China's rapidly expanding military amid concerns that the Pentagon bureaucracy takes too long to develop and deploy cutting-edge systems? More than likely, you know, I think the way that the Department of Defense works with uh, advanced research, um, and there's a couple different organizations within government, they've moved forward pretty fit quickly on prototypes and then also for allocating funds to a number of companies to try to compete to build sort of the best breed inside of each one of these arenas. They're quickly moving into the, the drone fighting systems. They, they're quickly adopting AI systems. I mean, there's a lot of questions about control and command and what happens if these things get disconnected from any kind of oversight. Um, but, you know, the, the cost difference and the, the limitation to, to life damage and the ability to, to change the battlefield has, has just made it such that this is necessary. And also looking at things that, that are coming out of China on the Internet, I mean, it's at least keeping the pace, if not keeping a little bit ahead. But, you know, it's yet to be seeing uh, any of these systems coming together on the battlefield. So a lot of anticipation surrounding this announcement. What might some of this technology look like? You could be looking at, you know, drone fleets of uh, robot dogs with uh, weapons on top of them, you know, that are, are trying to take over like an entire front. You could be looking at um, police uh, robots, you know, that San Francisco and a couple other cities are looking to deploy in the U.S., um, which raises a number of concerns. But then if you look uh, otherwise to what the Air Force is doing and what the, the Navy is doing, 
you know, small groups of floating drones and small groups of aerial drones that can cover quite a bit of air and ground in terms of supporting, you know, existing troops or even digital troops like AI ground troops. So it, it changes uh, the nature of war, um, but it also gives a significant advantage on the battlefield. So to hear this announcement talking about a fleet for air, land, and sea, uh, it would be cheaper. That They would also allow the opportunity to make sure maybe humans wouldn't be hurt in a situation. But then sort of on the flip side are a lot of ethical questions. Do you think that's why this hasn't been pursued yet? There's dozens of ethical questions. There's, you know, congressional inquiries that will potentially happen um, once these are brought into combat. And, you know, there will be questions in terms of loss of life because it reduces our loss of life. But it's a question as to where it's used and who it's fighting against. Um, and then, you know, other ethical place, other ethical questions will come into play over the course of time. Um, but a lot of that's yet to be seen. And, you know, the folks that should be looking at this Congress, um, I think are just learning about the the great range of capabilities this brings um, and the risks that it brings to, you know, not just our defenses, our enemies, but um, really kind of safety in the future. Mm. Now, everything from autonomous ground-based systems to space-based autonomous systems are being discussed. What are some of the broader implications of AI-powered capabilities? You know, the, the worst case scenario is something like Skynet from the Terminator, where you have something that's uncontrolled and unregulated. But I think with the, the focus of keeping these things reasonably in control and, and limited networks that aren't really kind of running the entire skies, you do have an opportunity to run, you know, coordinated efforts from space down to ground that are, are far advanced over anything we've done before. But there's a lot of room for error. And, you know, the question of that error that, that's to come is what's the fallout going to be from that and how is that handled? Um, and, you know, again, a lot of these things are experimental at this juncture. A lot of them are just coming into like test programs. And I think over the next two years, because they're talking about deployments by 2025, that's where we're going to see kind of the reality of this and, and what the impacts actually are. Now, a 2022 Pentagon report concluded that China is displaying growing numbers of autonomous and teaming systems, including a substantial amount of development displaying efforts to produce swarming capability for operational applications. While the U.S. program is being driven in part by advances made by China, which has more ships than the U.S. Navy and has invested in autonomous systems, can the Pentagon catch up? I think the Pentagon can catch up and I think the Pentagon can exceed what the Chinese have. You know, they've they've leaked videos online of swarms of, you know, dog drones with guns on their backs. But I don't think that the Pentagon is is likely to show the same type of, you know, muscle of like private systems that they really are, are saving for the battlefield and let, you know, China know or have the upper hand on, on what's out there. Um, I think uh, the next uh, probably year, year and a half, you know, you're probably going to see something like this tested on the battlefield. And the ramifications from that are yet to, to be seen. Ethical considerations, you know, aside, um, what government chooses to do and how they choose to do it, that's really kind of the big next question on this. 
um, and how quickly we're going to see these things come, you know, into some operational theater. Now, we know Congress is learning a lot about uh, AI and its capabilities. Of course, there's a potential for them to implement some sort of safeguards. Do you think any of that would affect the Pentagon or would they be operating, you know, sort of incandescently? I think there's there's an opportunity for some safeguards to be put in place. Uh, I think the final decision is most likely going to come to the Joint Chiefs, and that's probably going to be a negotiation between Congress and the Joint Chiefs. Uh, you know, if these things go haywire and a bunch of civilians get killed, I'll, I'll bet you there'll be a congressional inquiry really quick, and you'll definitely see some protocols put in place. But until that there's a, a case where we really understand the full capabilities and the changes that these are going to field on the battlefield, uh, you know, I think regulation might be a little slow in coming. And the Department of Defense is always going to be a little cagey in terms of, of sharing, uh, simply because this is really, you know, privileged information and privileged programs. Hmm. Well, thank you so much uh, for sharing your insight on this topic. Thanks for having me. That's the program for now. For more, head to tickernews.co. I'll see you soon. More right after this.